Hello football fans and welcome to episode 9 of View from the Sideline podcast. We're back fresh and ready to go after our week off and have all the action from the weekend where the gap at the top of the Premier League is down to 6 as Liverpool can only take a point from a draw at Old Trafford and wins for City, Leicester and Chelsea keep the pressure on at the top. In the EFL, West Brom continue to lead the championship and Ipswich lose their unbeaten record with a defeat away at Accrington. Pete is back with another teaser. We've got a predictions update. Chris has his stats in the Wonders of White, and in our FA Cup feature, we take our first look at Altrincham after their win over Southport at the weekend. Remember, if you like what you hear, subscribe to the podcast and follow us on any of our social media channels. As always, your support is greatly appreciated. So, let's get started with episode 9 of View from the Sideline. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 9 of View from the Sideline podcast. It's Rich here and we've got a very happy Chris with us, I guess. Chris, just finished yeah, watching the match. Yeah, finished watching the uh, Champions League game, very happy. Defended well again and uh, yeah, did what, did what was needed. I, I thought we'd draw tonight because obviously Ajax is quite a difficult place to go but um, three points is very welcome. They're not what they used to be. Well, not like when Spurs beat them last year. Lost out for their good players, that's the problem. Yeah. But, well, yeah. a win's a win. Any any yeah. win away in the Champions League is a, is definitely a good win. Um, so, plenty to talk about. So, as always, we will uh, go straight into Pete's teaser and see what he's got for us this week. I want you to name the top 10 goal scorers in Premier League history. Okay, thanks, Pete. Um, that's a good question. That's a good question. I think I think we could probably you could probably reel about half of them off. I'm not sure if we'd get the right order, but again, um, I could be looking into the nineties again. Yeah, yeah Pete, Pete did say in the week because we've got a couple right. Well, I think it's six two. I think in total now, but he did say that maybe he's not challenging enough for us. Uh, but I'd like to think he's just at our level. Um, because we do get some wrong, we do struggle with some, and some are more luck than judgment. Don't wanna, I think you don't want to make it too difficult. <laughs> well, no, exactly. Um, but I reckon we'll, mm, we'll have a go at getting all ten. I think I think we can quite comfortably get half of them. I reckon we get we'll five or six straight off. So plucking yeah. people from the air. Um, okay, so we'll go straight into into the Premier League review because lots of action over the weekend, and I think the most intriguing match. Uh, Probably before and after as well, really. But we'll start there. So Old Trafford, uh, Liverpool dropping their first points so far this season. One all draw with United. Very, very strange performance from them, I would say, because um, I'm so used to them playing, you know, playing nice, you know, one touch sort of one touch passing sort of uh, football. But they 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 were playing the Liverpool were playing the long ball a, a lot. On uh, on Sunday and no Mo Salah got... though. Do you think that makes yeah, a difference? Um, yeah, but maybe. But you know, I I didn't think it would harm them too much, especially you know the run that Man United have been on. And to be fair, other than the Chelsea game this season, that was probably Man United's best performance. And for Liverpool, well, they're worse because obviously they haven't dropped points since um, the start of the season. Um, but yeah, I I think. You know there is going to be a huge running theme with, with each game this week, and that's VAR. 
Um, obviously, the the build up to um, Rashford's goal. Um, did you did you think Origi was fouled, or did you think it it's, was wasn't it, enough? It, it's one cost? of those. It, it's one of those. I don't know. It's it's almost like one of those fouls that's right on the line. Mm. I, I think from a consistency perspective, I I think that probably is a foul. You'll see decisions like yeah. that all the time, and they're given. I mean, he did probably make a bit of a meal of it. Yeah, but um, I, I, but at the same time, yeah. I'm not I'm not surprised it wasn't given. But it does beg the question about. I don't think it went to VAR, did it? It did. No, they did it, review it. They, they did. did. Okay, review, so yeah. so yeah. so based on that, you've got to say it wasn't a foul. But it, it it's one of those. If it goes against you, you, you hate it. If it goes yeah, for you, it's never a that's foul. Kind I mean, of the... He did go down clutching the wrong leg. Yeah, I saw that. I, I, saw think, that. I, did, which was I didn't realize a little bit silly. Yeah, I, I don't expect VAR looked at that, that, but no. But I think I, when speaking to a few people this week, I think it's been the same answer from people. It's one of those: if, if it's given for you, then brilliant. If it's given against you, you know you, you're going to complain about it. But but I think we've got way, to be consistent because yeah, we, we've but... we've said it before. But we've said it before. Yeah. That. Even though the foul hasn't been given, ignore VAR. So the ref hasn't blown for a foul. It it's not as if the next time the ball was touched, it was put in the net. No. So Liverpool can still defend. It. Liverpool yeah, can yeah. still defend the cross. Uh, that's one thing that annoys me just a little bit because it's almost as if that. He was tackled slash yeah. fouled, and then was he enough... shot straight away and scored. Yeah. But he, did, there was he enough didn't. Time between the incident and then the goal is at least 25 30 seconds so i, I you know I, how long do you leave it personally I'm, I'm with you on this one i think you know you've still got sufficient time to clear the ball or get rid of the ball i i, I do i think there's a reluctance from from the var officials to overturn yeah. anything on the pitch just, so so if the referee doesn't give it the chances of yeah. them overturning it are pretty slim on a on a performance note as well, obviously Rojo um, was in at the back for Man United, but only because um, one of the other players, I can't remember who it was, got injured in the warm up. So Rojo wasn't even going to be starting, um, but he came in. I thought, yeah, I thought he was probably a man of the match uh, for Matt. I thought he was really, really good. Um, they did look good at the back, you know. Yeah, it 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 is almost like the international break. I think has given has refreshed them a little bit. And I definitely think now this is a a platform I think that they now need to use. You know, it was, it, it, you know no other team has got any uh, a single point off of Liverpool this season. So, you know, they have to look at that and think this is, this could be the start of something, you know, get a few more wins, you know, get a, a few wins on the bounce now and, and see where they can take it. I still, it still doesn't look great when you look at the league table and, they're two points off relegation and 14th. So, um, yeah, I mean, so I, tight. I, I, it's so tight in that middle of the, the, the pack. It, it the is. League, I, so. I'm probably a little less confident that it, that they're going to use it as some sort of springboard to, to turn their season around. Uh, I thought that this game was very much the, the, the score, so the final score of one all before the game, United probably would have taken that. Yeah. But after the game, I would imagine they were quite disappointed. Whereas Liverpool would be the other way round. Yeah. Because it 
for, for me, it was the worst performance Liverpool have put in this season. But they they still got a point. So teams will go to Old Trafford and they will they will come away with nothing. Um, so I think the fact that Liverpool did come away with something, they've still got that six-point lead at the top. Um, I think it almost bodes better for Liverpool coming out of that game uh, with a point than it does for United because it was a pretty late goal. United are going to be pretty gutted. Like you say, the yeah. form they were in, if they were to win that... Then I think it's probably more of a springboard. But I just think, yeah, I think Man United towards the end of the game, I think where they had defended for long periods of time, and you know the midfield were were basically going box to box for the whole. You, know, you could tell minutes. they were they hanging on at the tight. end. Yeah, the the equaliser, they were so narrow. Mm. They were so narrow through the middle of the pitch that Robinson had so much space on the left hand side to get that cross in. Um, so you could tell United were struggling, but I, I think a, a draw is probably a fair result. And I think on reflection, yeah. they'll probably both be relatively happy about it. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe just Liverpool a bit more than United. Um, so so we'll move on. Uh, we'll go to Sellers Park for Palace Man City. So this was Saturday night. Um, so Man City getting the win. Obviously, they the Liverpool game was Sunday, so they didn't know that they would be closing the gap. But it was it was a it was almost a must win game for City. Um, and I thought they played well. I thought I thought they yeah. dealt with Palace pr- pretty well, to be honest. Quite yeah, comfortable. So, obviously, sometimes with, with with Palace, they are hard to break down. But I I, I didn't really see Man City have that much trouble against them. To be fair and. Obviously, Jesus starting the game as well. Um, Scores you know, off the shoulder. Yeah. What, yeah. what a finish. <laughs> um, but saying that, you know, I thought Palace in the second half were, were a lot better and Benteke almost scoring scoring as well, hitting the bar again. I still can't remember when he last scored a goal. But That was a great save, though. I'm sure yeah. Edison pushed that onto, the bar. Push that that onto was, the bar. Yeah, that was a that was a brilliant save. But, but two, uh, Palace only had two shots on target that whole game. But, you know, which, it, which it, at it was, home is disappointing. Yeah, it was typical Man City though. It was, you know, it, once they got the first and the second, it was just all about control for them, and you know, anything else was just a bonus. Um, but they probably would, you, would have seen this as a potential banana skin because I think it was last season they lost this fixture. I think it was. Yeah, I think they lost. So. Yeah, they, I think they did lose that yeah. last year. But what, what do you think about? City starting centre backs. So Rodri and Fernandinho. And I know Rodri Rodri went off injured last night in the Champions League, but you've got John Stones on the bench. So you've got a a fifty million pound centre back sat on the bench and you've got your two sort of defensively minded holding midfielders starting at centre back. I think it's a positive in the respect of it shows how versatile their squad is, but Not great if it's John Stones. <laughs> well, no, absolutely. But then you think do, do they lack that depth of their squad? Where clear, I think oh, I think that I think they're very heavy in the attacking areas, but maybe yeah. not so much defensively. But yeah, but I, you know, you, you can't at the start of the season. You can't, you know, foresee injuries to to two year centre packs. So, uh, you know, I can see what he was trying to do. Um, other What's than happened Stones to Carl are... Walker as well? Is he injured? Uh, I think he's injured, yeah. Um, but... yeah. He hasn't played for a while. No, because he can play. He can play centre-back as well, Walker, because he did it when they played um, five at the back a few times last season he was playing. 
Yeah, we did it for England in the World Cup, didn't we? Yeah, he played that right sided like three, but. You know, it's, it was just typical City, really, and and obviously, you know, last night, <laughs> they, Sterling was just on another level for for them against um, Atlanta. So you know, he's, he's he played well against player. Palace, though. Yeah, Gracious. That I mean, the the game was sort of summed up for me by the the sort of two moments. Well, the the first one was first goal was probably a little bit fortuitous, but the second goal was just pure class and it's yeah. almost that that it, it needed that sort of that sort of um goal if you like or that sort of skill to to sort of put the game to bed and city have that palace don't and that was kind oh, of yeah, like the, the main difference and once it was two nil it was, it was almost game over especially with champions league coming up midweek yeah um but yeah so good three points for city and like we say closes the gap to to six with liverpool at the top um, so we'll get this one over and done with uh, Spurs Watford. <laughs> hey, hey, um, did lose. <laughs> you know, so thing. <laughs> we'll, let, let, let's talk about it before last night. Um, I, I, I honestly cannot remember seeing Spurs play as badly um, as they did in that game. Uh, I think Watford at home and Saints at home. So we've taken four points from those two games. Um, I don't think we deserve to take any because we were that bad in both. Um, Spurs were just being torn apart um, at the back by Watford. And if their finishing was better, they, they would have won that game. And I've got no, I quite like Watford, to be honest, but. They haven't won a game this season. If there was ever a game that Spurs needed to get out of this slump and pr- prove yeah, that they're going be. in the right direction or they're together and they're behind Poch, etc., etc., home a home match against the bottom of the league who haven't won a game is the ideal match. But the the early got like, you know Watford taking the lead I, I, isn't going to help, is it? Because then you you're chasing the game and. No, it yeah, doesn't it, help, but just, it shouldn't it just... take us till the 86th. It shouldn't take us 80 minutes to equalise. What did you think about the the decision on the the penalty for for Watford? Did you I think, think it was uh, a penalty? Or I'm going to whisper not? this. I think it was probably a penalty. I thought it was a penalty. I, I don't think he's anywhere we near the ball. Um, the the only I, there was one on Harry Kane last season, and I forget who it was against, and it was very similar. No, it was new. Was it Newcastle? Might be Newcastle. No, it might I be Newcastle yeah. at home this season. Was it Lascelles when he sort of he fell into down. it? Yeah, yeah, that's the, it. Yeah, they were they were quite similar. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, if I'm that is a decision that makes me think what is it? What is VAR all about? Mm. Um, because well, I think it's a penalty, but um, Your, obviously someone doesn't think it the is. Tottenham goal, the the keeper. Yeah, it's not handball. I just I I just yeah. put that out there. I don't I don't think that's handball. Um, I don't think it's any anywhere near handball. To mm. be honest, it was, finish, um, actually, from... it was a good finish. I yeah. I felt a little bit sorry for Watford really because it was sort of a an, an error of their own making. That, yeah, but they should they should have scored. They should have scored. They, uh, oh, they, they should have been two or three yeah, up by that point. Delafay, at one point, I think Delafay was pretty much through on goal when he, instead of shooting, he decided to try and pass it 
kind of yeah. like across the goal and yeah, and Serge Aurier got Aurier back. I mean, that was a, that, yeah, that was, was a, a that was a goal saving mm. challenge, really. Yeah. But um, I mean, just in this match, I mean, Ericsson didn't play. Um, he wasn't in the squad because because he came back from international duty with a dead leg. But that <laughs> that didn't bother me at all, and I know he didn't no. play last night. I, I I'm not. I love him as a player, but I. I'm a, I'm in a place where I'm back in potch, and I think we need to clear out all the players. Yeah. So I, I'm it's... not. If, if Ericsson doesn't play, that's fine by me. I heard uh, there was a, an interview with Jermaine Genus on. This was before the Watford game. It was on Friday night, and um, he was saying that he he is worried that the the core of your team, the the contract situation of, of the core of your team, where. You know they are running contracts down, and can you replace players like for like? No, I don't think you can. I don't think you can in January. But one, just bringing us on to last night's game quickly. If you look at the starting eleven that Spurs put out, it was only Vertonghen that is is in that position where he's running down his contract yeah. for a big move. If that's what you believe, Alderweireld, Al, Danny Rose, Eriksson. Alderweireld and Rose weren't even in the squad um, and Ericsson was on the bench. So I think if you look at Spurs' starting eleven last night and then you've got people like Lucas, like Dyer, like Lacelso, uh, like Foyt on the bench, then I don't think that's as, as much of a problem as it could possibly be mm. um, for a club losing that many players. But... We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm under no illusions. Going to Liverpool on Sunday, if if, if, Spurs, if Spurs get smashed, it's not like oh my god, here we go oh, again. No. I mean, they played they played really well last night. There was a response from the players. They looked yeah. up for it. Son, um, Son was really, really good. He was, and the, 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 there's yeah. positives. So we're back at the, the sort of qualification from the groups in our own hands. We. We wiped out the deficit of goal difference from the Munich game, so uh, it was it was a good performance. But Liverpool away, I'm sort of it's the ones after that for me. Everton away, then Sheffield United at home after that. They're the ones that that I think will mean more to Spurs fans. Um, but there you go, fair play to Watford. They got a point. They should have got three. Um, so we move on. Uh, Sheffield United Arsenal. So Monday night. Now I'm not convinced this was an upset. I don't know I what you think. Sheffield United, they're, they're good, aren't they? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't. I think there's a lot that's being made of Arsenal losing this game, but I think if we remember how Arsenal have played this season and things that we've spoke about them before, they haven't been that great this season. They have been very up and down. So. I think it's like Sheffield United are more sort of heart and more passion, I think, for the actual game itself. I just, you know, the thing is of Arsenal, you look at you look at the, 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 the strikers, the attacking players that they have, and you, you could say that, you know, in the league, there's probably second or third best attacking, you know, players in the league. And it just doesn't, doesn't show when they're when they're playing. They just I'm not sure what it is. And and Pepe is he had enough time or is it just not going to work? I, I I'm really unsure about him. 
Yeah, but I know we said it before. I think he is going to take time to settle in, and it's almost that he, he's, he's commanded that sort of transfer fee mainly because of his performances in France last year. Um, I think he's got the one the one penalty this season. Um, I think that's the only goal he's got. But, I mean, they're, they're not going to fire every game. Um, no, but I, you, you I, just I, expect more, I think, from them. But You do, but, I mean, th- th- for me, this game should be completely about Sheffield United. Oh, definitely, about yeah. How they've performed, that they've been they've been really good at home in pretty much every game this season and it's continued against Arsenal. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it matters if it's the old sort of thing, isn't it? Like you don't want to go to Burnley on a Tuesday night. You don't want to go to Sheffield United on a Monday night. Do you know the what I mean? Is, you so... know, the thing is that they just, they're very hard to break down and in, in all fairness, they haven't really changed the team at all have they when you know when they came up you know they haven't gone out there and you know spent the money that like the, the, the like Aston Villa have they haven't spent huge amounts of money they have bought a couple of players in but it's not for like he, like big amounts but you know I don't, they I don't are, think they've even... necessarily changed their style of play so no. I don't think they necessarily need to change their playing the, fa- the fans are just they just get behind them so much I've seen them like when watched last sort of half of the game and you know they were really really willing the team on it and it was every single person in that stadium and you know I just I just I, they're very very hard to break down even when they play Chelsea you know they got a point against us so you know, well they're, yeah, they're a good side and they, yeah. they in my in my opinion they deserve to win that okay so we'll we'll move on to uh Leicester Burnley um so Leicester, I mean, continuing their good form, yeah, they're yeah. in third. They've won five of their last seven, and the only two defeats in that run were against Liverpool and Man United. So no disgrace there. Um, I guess the the talking point: Burnley's second goal it, should it have been disallowed? I mean, that's pretty uh, soft. It's soft for me. It was it was soft, um, but I don't think there's there's nowhere near enough contact. I don't think like when you. Even when you compare it to the Origi one, I'd say the Origi one was more contact than this one. But I've heard Johnny Evans say after the game that he said that he would have got the ball if he hadn't been fouled. But I think he was pretty much at the ball anyway. I mean, yeah. it, all, it all just seems a little bit... Um, I don't know if farcical is the right word, but I'm going to use it. it uh, I I personally didn't think it, it should have been disallowed. Um, and I can absolutely no. see why Sean Dyche was sort of blowing his lid with fuming. it a bit. <laughs> yeah, fuming. He, he um, reminded me of a kettle that's just about to boil. I think he, I think, I think any, anything else in that game, I think he would have actually just gone mental. Um, but it was, it was an, obviously, obviously an emotional um, day as well for the Leicester fans and the, and the owners of the club, obviously. Um, yeah, I can't believe that's a year. Ago. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's just crazy, just isn't gone it? by, isn't um, it? But um, you know, to be fair, I thought on the whole game, though, I th- I thought that Leicester deserved to win that one. No, I'd agree with you. I'd, I'd agree with you. I just. It's a running, uh, it's a running theme this week with VAR. I, I would, I would rather, well. I'd, 
it, it's nicer to win in a different way than, than having that than having Neatly. that disallowed. Uh, yeah. I guess the, the thing the thing for me with Leicester uh, with this game, so they play Arsenal at home in early November, and yeah. you can say that that is a winnable game for Leicester. Uh, and then they don't play another so-called top six side until just before Christmas when they play Man City. So they've got a, a run of games, winnable games here, Leicester. They're looking, where yeah, they're looking very, very good, I'd say. Going into the new year, they can be properly cemented in the top four. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how they go. Um, so uh, over to Molyneux, Wolves, Southampton. This was an odd game as well, really. Um, <laughs> where w- w- Wolves had so much possession, but Saints had all the chances. Yeah, Wol- Wolves one shot on target, which I guess was the felt, penalty. I guess that's yeah, got to be the penalty. I pen. felt a bit sorry for Jimenez. I think I think he was thinking, "What have I actually got to do to actually get a goal?" With, yeah, know, there were some disallowed ones in there, weren't there? So, yeah, but you know, I, I thought uh, the. The one, I think it was Catrone when he was offside. Was fine margins, shall we say. But I think Southampton would be disappointed that they actually took, obviously took the lead in this one and, and just couldn't quite hold on to it. I don't think there was any question about the the eventual penalty that obviously Jimenez did actually No, score, I agree. So. I, th- I, th- I think it was a definite penalty. But, you know, I, th- I think consider- considering how... Lack uh, the lack of shots from Wolves. I think Saints will will be disappointed that they didn't hold on to that lead. But again, it, it's the well, same thing with Southampton this year. I don't... Well, they, I mean, they were up there. So for, 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 I'm, I'm all about the attempts and on targets this week. You're about VAR. I'm about attempts. So 14 attempts, five on target for Saints. Um, and I, I think there's been a bit of a consistent theme with what we've been talking um, about them in, in the past is they just don't convert their chances for me. Yeah, um, if, if you look at their front three, the, the front three that played uh, Saturday, so Ward, Prowse, Redmond and Danny Ings, I, I don't think that's a bad front three, to be honest. No, no. I'm not but sure about Ward, Prowse playing that high up, but... Well, I, think... I mean, I, I like him as a player. I mean, the, the, when... I went to uh, Saint Spurs last year. I mean, he pretty much ran the game. He he was unbelievable that day. Is he? Uh, is he? Is he someone you want to see in the Tottenham team? You're, you're going to have a trio of, no, of no, English no, no. midfielders at this rate: uh, Grealish, Madison, we'll, just Madison and Grealish. Don't worry, <laughs> don't worry. Or Isco apparently in a swap deal for Ericsson. But there you go. Um, anyway, but Saints. They're, they're only out of relegation zone on goal difference, so to two goals out, um, and I think that sums them up for me. That uh, they play Leicester Friday night at St Mary's, and that's going to be a real test. That's going to be a real test for them. Um, but Wolves unbeaten six in a row now. They seem to have got over their oh, early season. The start, I remember. The Blip, start, yeah, they couldn't, couldn't get a win. No, so. they couldn't buy a win. Okay, so uh, Goodison Park, Everton, West Ham. Everton winning uh, oh, yeah. at last. A, I think was, four four straight defeats. And it was uh, a must Saturday. win for Silver as well. I, I think. I think had they not got something out of this game, I, I think that would have been his last game forever. And I think there's been a lot of talk of him going, and I think that probably might have been the, the tip of the iceberg. But you know, uh, 
to be fair, I thought Everton, you know, they dominated the chances and I thought Bernard's goal was well taken uh, from such a, a tight angle. It was a very good finish for him. I didn't realise, but that was his first goal. I think they said it in, in months. So, you know, he didn't score I, I think defensively you're disappointed with that. If you're if oh, you're yeah, West Ham yeah. defensively, yeah, it's a decent finish, but he should never he should never be able to get into that position in the area. Then, I don't think. Guilty Sigerson, you know, is... <laughs> oh yeah, don't, don't you don't stop. <laughs> you can't say that one. So yeah, but again, for West Ham from, from a West Ham point of view, it's an, it's another two steps backwards. Uh, again, another another game. I think this season where they just haven't shown up. I think. If you know, there's been a few games this season where you just don't even realize that they're on the pitch, they just don't show a lot of passion. But then there's games they play, like the one they played against Man United, where you know they ended up winning the game. But I just well, that, that was their last win, so that was so yeah. they, they haven't won in three since then. I almost feel that if you get because of West Ham's inconsistencies, if you get the poor West Ham, the inconsistent West Ham, yeah. from an Everton point of view, it was almost their ideal game. Oh yeah. Uh, if, if West Ham had turned up, that Everton could have been in trouble. But um, I, I, I don't think one win's going to get Marco Silva out of, out of trouble. Um, I think. No. I think if they get if they go on a, a similar sort of run where they're sucked back into relegation, I think that I this think this three points will have. No, I do, I do. I think I think the fans are expecting a lot more, and I think that's uh, part of the problem. But we'll move on to a team that's that's on the up. Villa. Ever since Liam yeah. came on, they uh, they can't stop winning. So Villa, Brighton, uh, last minute winner. Uh, so just, think just cons- talking about West Ham, just one thing that until you actually take a look at the table, you probably don't realise Villa are only one point behind West Ham. Yeah, yeah. Uh, had- two wins and a draw from their last three, so they're, they're they're going in the right direction. But this, I'm going to say it again, another player gets booked and then a stupid tackle oh, on Grealish. It's what so frustrating. He he got it's not even the second well. one. It's not yeah, even it's the just, second one. As a professional footballer, your frustration, I can understand, I'll be careful how I say this, I can understand a player's frustration if they were to like, and I don't condone it, like headbutt another player or push over a referee, but your frustration should not be taken out on kicking the ball away or standing in front of a free kick when it's waiting to be taken. It's just and then, stupidity. And then minutes later to know that you're on that that yellow card and then to go in from almost behind when you've probably got a 90% chance of not winning the ball. It, it just, as a manager, that yeah, it must really frustrate you because Brighton were on top of that game and, until he got sent off and then it completely changed... Villa, obviously, if you do, if you do two of the, if you do two of the second challenges that he got sent off for, I, I think there would almost be something where your manager would understand, or they wouldn't be as angry for with you for getting sent off. But because of the first one, he's on loan from Huddersfield, isn't he? Is that right? I'd send him back. I would send (laughs) him back for that. I think it's one of the most annoying things in football. To kick a ball away or to stand in front of a free kick like that, 
That should almost be a straight red. I think it, it, it's that bad. Yeah, the standout again. I thought I thought Grealish had a really good game again. Um, He's angling for a move to Spurs. That, that lad. <laughs> he played he, for for how young he is. He he is he's very mature on the pitch. Like with his how he plays, his passing is is really really good. He doesn't. He's not always pushing to go forward. You know, and he, he can he knows. You know, he knows his limits. He knows when he should be going forward. He knows when it. He needs to do defending. He, you know, all round, I thought he was very impressive. On, on he's, he's definitely but... their standout player. Yeah. Uh... I, I, the thing I'm liking about Villa, and especially from the last three games, is so they, they they've beaten Brighton, beaten Norwich, and then got a draw at home against Burnley for a promoted side. That's the teams that you need. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's picking up the points against the teams that you should should be picking up points against and that that's what they're doing uh, and I think they'll be fine um, you're a bit down the pecking order this week yeah, considering there's only one more game after this and that's nil-nil yeah, purely because not a lot good. happened yeah, they won. I, I don't think a lot happened <laughs> Newcastle <laughs> 5-4-1 pretty it's much hard, shut up shot to try to frustrate Chelsea for the whole game it's well, difficult but I think they, they frustrated you yeah. enough, oh, yeah. and then you have to rely on your left back to score the winner. Good goal! But a no, no frills win. Did what they had to do. No yeah. drama. Yeah, one 0 To be fair, it's, it's another you know three points that one 0 to the Chelsea. Now that's the songs they're going to be singing, you know, because obviously they won again this evening one 0 as well. So you know, but you know, defensively. We are getting a lot better now. I, th- I think now he's got, he's got, he's kind of stuck with the same back four now for a few games, and I think they're getting used to playing with each other. What what that means for Rudy, I'm assuming when Rudiger is fit, he is going to come back into that that back four and and probably take Tomori's place. But because I think Lampard's quite keen on Zuma, um, but. You know, Newcastle obviously were on a high from the win against um, United a couple of weeks ago. So, but I was happy. I don't, I don't think it was a bad performance. From no, Newcastle. to get just... to get they had a, they had a really good chance actually. The second, I think it was the second half that they probably should have scored. But to be fair, we're defending better and we're winning games. So at the moment. I really have no complaints. <laughs> no, and I like I like Hudson Adoy's bringing them something yeah, different. And yeah. I I even I, I like Pulisic. I know he hasn't been getting a lot of game time, but when yeah, he, he came actually, on, he he made a difference. He yeah, had an impact again, on the game. This evening, he came on this evening, uh, and he was really really good this evening as well. And he is, you know, you know we have got a very young squad. Um, you know. I, I think we're doing we're doing a lot better than what I thought we were. To be fair, so okay, that's enough about Chelsea. Enough about how good they are. Blah blah blah. <laughs> um, so there's only one more game. No, uh, so <laughs> two two sides. Neither have kept a clean sheet this season. It was always going to be nil nil. Um, so yeah, Bournemouth played Norwich. That, that was that's pretty much it. I don't, uh, I don't I'm not know. sure a lot else. Happened. I think for Norwich, it's a, it's a really good point, really, to stop oh, yeah, their uh, yeah, but... to stop their run of defeats. They've got they've got Brighton and then Watford next too. So I don't know. Have they got Brighton uh, next today? Yeah, but it's like I was saying with that. Maybe with United, whether it gives them that springboard, you never know yeah. with Norwich. I mean, it, it stops the rut and 
to get a clean sheet at Bournemouth's no sort of mean feat. So, uh, for, I mean, from what I saw, it seemed to be a fair result. I don't think yeah. either team was sort of that much better than let's, the other. Let's they just say that to win the, it. the highlights package just <laughs> was very uh, was very quick. There wasn't. I think they literally said about three chances and. There's a reason. There's a reason why it's last in our schedule of matches to talk about. Um, okay, so uh, I think that would do us for the Premier League review. Um, so we'll break now, and coming up in part two, we will start with the EFL review. So we'll see you in part two. Hello and welcome back to part two of View from the Sideline podcast. So uh, we're going to kick off part two with the EFL review. So we're starting the championship. Uh, so it's tight at the top. There's only four points that separate the top seven clubs. West Brom, they maintain their two-point lead at the top with a 1-0 win away at Middlesbrough. How robson Carnu getting the winner in that match with only eight minutes left. Uh, Leeds are keeping pace. They also won 1-0 at home to Birmingham, which moves them up to second. Uh, There's then three teams joined on 22 points with Swansea, who drew away at Barnsley. Nottingham Forest, who lost away at Wigan and QPR, who won 3-2 away at Hull. Uh, They're currently in the playoff positions and are joined in sixth by Preston, who have 21 points, uh, but they lost at home to Reading. At the other end, uh, Stoke moved off the bottom of the table at the weekend after their second consecutive win. They beat Fulham 2-0. They've now been replaced at the bottom by Barnsley, despite them getting a point at Swansea. Huddersfield, they make up the final relegation place and are heading in the right direction, uh, adding to their two previous wins with a point in a good two-all draw away at Blackburn. Uh, They're now only a point behind Middlesbrough, who sit in 21st. Um, Something that I found quite interesting, Chris, I don't know if you will, from looking at the championship table. uh, The bottom seven clubs in the championship are all former Premier League clubs. Just goes to show once you go down, it's not always easy to come back up. Uh, So we'll move on to League One. Uh, so Ipswich remained top despite suffering their first defeat of the season. They went down 2-0 away at Accrington. Um, a defeat which has cut their lead to just a single point after second-placed Wickham got a great 1-0 win at home to Sunderland. Peterborough are in third, Fleetwood in fourth and Oxford in fifth and they all won at the weekend. Coventry, they occupy the final playoff spot, but only managed to point at the weekend in a nil-nil draw away at MK Dons. At the bottom, Bolton, they're still rooted to the foot of the table after losing at home to Rochdale 3-1. They're on a negative eight points due to their, uh, well, points deduction at the beginning of the season. Uh, So it means they're 13 points behind Southend. Uh, but Southend did pick up a point in a one-all draw away at Tranmere on Friday, and Sol Campbell's just been appointed yeah, yeah, Southend yeah, so manager, good, which I think yeah. is probably a good appointment, for, especially what he did with Macclesfield. But he, he has got his work cut out. I think they lost 7-1 last night, 
to Doncaster and had two two men sent off. He's, to, he's so, not got a lot of team to work with. <laughs> well, welcome to the club, Soul. He's definitely got his work cut out. Uh, the final relegation place that is filled by Wimbledon, but they did get their third win in a row with a one nil home win against Portsmouth, which leaves them only one point from safety. With MK Dons, Tranmere, and Portsmouth all on thirteen points and just outside the relegation places. So over to you, Chris, for League Two. So uh, League Two, uh, for the second week running, we have new leaders in League Two. So Crew have climbed to the top after a 3-1 win against Swindon. Uh, Crew actually scored two uh, two goals in injury time. Uh, so it was 1-0, and then they scored the 91st and then the 95th minute to grab three points. Bradford, Bradford are also up to second after they beat Crawley 2-1. Newport are third after a 2-1 win against Scunthorpe. Whilst early leaders in the division, Exeter lost again away to Cambridge 4-0 and moved down to fourth. Cheltenham are fifth after a nice away win against Walsall. Forest Green drew with Mansfield 2-0. Forest Green did let a two-goal lead slip. And in seventh is Swindon, who moved down after their defeat to Crewe. So Stevenage remain bottom after a one-all draw with Port Vale. Um, however... Uh, last week when we weren't here, they did actually manage to win their first game of the season. So they are off the mark with wins. So they're unbeaten uh, actually in three now because they drew the, the week before. So it's a, a draw-win draw for them. So they are actually gone up in the form table as well. So they're just behind um, Morecambe and Scundorp. Uh So yeah, so we'll just quickly talk about the FA Cup. At the weekend, because uh, obviously there was no uh, national league games, so Yeovil uh, played against Harringay uh, away, uh, and we're winning one 0 But there wasn't much to talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, so obviously most of you would have heard. I think well, it was literally on every every website every sports website I think it was, it was. It was, it was, like it was national news, news. yeah it was it was like sports. News. So obviously uh, there was some crowd trouble um, I think it was about 60-ish minutes into the game but I've heard it it was ongoing for for quite a majority of the game um, but you know we don't you know we don't this is the the side of football that no one really likes and you know for it to be like the team that you support is just is just a bit odd. Obviously, there were bottles thrown. I think I'm not sure if you've seen the videos, Rich, but you know the, there's videos of this happening, so it's clear to see for everyone. Um, and unfortunately, um, reports of racial abuse towards the the Harringay goalkeeper, which you know is 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 totally unacceptable. And glad to see that the the people that you know were were doing it have been. Have been caught, so I think that's good. And you know, I think I spoke to you after it happened, and I think we were both kind of in the mindset of, you know, they probably should be kicked out. I think, but I've had time to think about it, and and you know, it is it it's it it would have been hard, I think, to be kicked out on the basis of you know the it's turns out it was two people um, that you know ruined it for everyone basically but the you know Yeovil will remain in the cup 
and the game is actually going to be replayed next Tuesday. Um, so we'll be recording whilst the the, uh, the game is on, and they've been drawing it to Hartlepool um, if they manage to get through this in the first round. So I, I think yeah. it's, it's it's always it's always a difficult um, topic to talk about, and I I, yeah. I know that obviously when when all the stuff kicked off in in Sofia with England in in the Euro qualifier. Um, I think we purposefully sort of didn't talk about it. Um, I think the reason probably it's the best thing to mention it today is because we, we've we've almost got this running thing with Yeovil where, like, like yeah. you say, it, it's, it's, it's where you're from, it's the team you support. Based on that, we've always sort of kept an eye on them uh, with their results last season and obviously into this season. Um, I, just, I just think it, it's the side of football that, Nobody wants to see, uh, and I think the whole what what happened with England and Bulgaria, and the sort of three step process, if you like, that UEFA have got to to, to protect the players, and I think obviously that's that's not in the FA Cup. We, we're talking about non league football. Here, yeah, that's what I mean. Where I think, that's I think the... where you've got where you've got a manager who is who is taking his players off the pitch I've got to be honest and it, it will divide and I think everybody's got an opinion on this and I'm not saying that, that people are wrong for saying it's the wrong thing to do I I've, I would fully support him for taking them off I've, I think it's unacceptable oh, definitely. Um, because it's not just the the you know the 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 racial abuse there are bottles being thrown at a goalkeeper yeah not, you know and I, I I'm not I I don't I, I don't necessarily go with the theory that it's only two people. I I, I think yeah. that when we're talking about when you're talking about um like the kick it out campaign and all, all, all the the kick kick racism out of football, all, all the groups that are involved in that. If we if we're pushing for UEFA to and FIFA to be to hand out harsher the harsher penalties and sort of five figure sums and we want teams kicked out of european competitions and for them to u- lose their champions league places etc etc um personally i haven't changed my mind i think that it, it's almost as if, if they're associated with the club the club has to pay or they have, they have to suffer in some way but yeah that, that may sound harsh think, but yeah i don't think it's fully kind but, of but um, what's the punishment what, what what's yeah. the deterrent for someone to, to go it. back yeah. in the re- when the games re- i'm not sure whether the whole games replayed or whether they start off from where they finished i'm not sure how that works because yeah, but... yeovil had just scored a penalty and, and yeah. that was just after that that it happened but like you said I, I was in full support of taking the players off and each team did come back out at the end to kind of show a stance that it, you know it, they I just think what happens next sort of time. Thing. Yeah. So what w- what is the deterrent for for fans to not do it when the game's replayed? The fact that those two guys aren't there. Well, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, it, it's not something we want to see in football. I think it's it's a whole bigger bigger issue. But um, I think it's probably important to to mention it today. Yeah. But hopefully, the the replay and any future games will will pass by without incident. Um. I think it would be fair to start the match nil-nil, personally. Start, th- start think, from no, the first I think, minute. I, think I hope that's re- what they do. Yeah, I'm not I sure of the rules. Re- they are replaying the whole game from, from what I'm aware of. So. Okay. Well, that'd be good. Okay, so 
uh, I guess while we're on the FA Cup, uh, we're going to do a bit on our ongoing feature now, uh, where we're going to introduce the listeners to Altrincham. Uh, so they are our next team in our FA Cup feature uh, because of their 3-1 win over Southport at the weekend. Uh, we hold our hands up. <laughs> We're not having much luck. Each team that that we've picked has... I've lost. Yeah, they've lost. We're not, <laughs> you can't put a positive spin on it, but Altrincham are going to be different. Uh, so... We'll just just give you a, uh, a bit of background on their FA Cup journey so far. So so how they've got to the first round proper. So they came in at the second qualifying round, which is when we we picked up this feature, which is when we had Ron Corn. Uh, so Altrincham they they drew one all with Chester uh, in the first game, which then went to a replay, which they won one nil. That's then progressed them to the third qualifying round where they were away to Helsowin and got a 2-0 victory. That then led them to Southport on Saturday, where, um, again, away from home, they won 3-1. And they've now been drawn against York City, again, away from home, in the first round proper, which is... Uh, I think that they take place the weekend of the 9th of November. I'm not sure whether with TV or that that may change. Two weeks, but I think yeah, it's two weeks on Saturday. Yeah, scheduled for the 9th. So... Um, York City, so they are in the same uh, division as Altrincham. York are currently top. They're currently top of the table. Uh, but that doesn't matter. Don't I hear you sigh, Chris, but don't panic. <laughs> because Chester, who they beat in the second qualifying round um, after the replay, they're second in the league. So oh, they've, right. already, they've already knocked so they've out got... the second team. Oh, right. uh, so why not knock out the top guys? Go for it. Um, so just to give you a bit of history around Altrincham. So they're nicknamed the Robins and they were founded in 1891 and they play their home games at the J Davidson stadium. When it comes to the FA cup, they do have some history uh, with good cup runs and some giant killing in the past. So in the 1994-95 season, they knocked out Wigan with a one nil victory at the time. Wigan were in the old third division. Uh, even more impressive than that, in the 2015-16 season, they knocked out League One Barnsley, also with a 1-0 victory. Uh, their best overall performance in the competition came in the 85-86 season, when they reached the fourth round, but eventually lost, this is ironic, to their next opponents, York City. Oh. Um, so, yeah, but in the fourth round in, in 85, you weren't even born then, were you, Chris? No, 85, 86. <laughs> no, I was. Um, but to get to the fourth round in, in, in 85, 86, that's a, that's a, that's a good run. Uh, so from a league perspective, uh, they currently play in the National League North. So this is the same division as both Farsley and Southport. Uh, so two teams we've previously covered in this feature. Uh, the club's in their second season in, in that division after gaining promotion as champions from the Northern Premier League in the 2017-18 season. Uh, last season, which was their first back in the National League North, the club finished fifth after the regular season, uh, but they were knocked out in the playoff semi-final uh, to eventual winners Chorley, but it did go to penalties, so they were only knocked out on penalties. Um, this season, they're currently in 18th place in the league, so they do sit just above the relegation places 
uh, with a record of three wins, four draws and five defeats from the 12 games they've played so far. Uh, they do have, because of the cup run, uh, they've, they have got some games in hand on the teams above them. So um, I'm looking at it as a, as, a, as a false position, really, because if you actually look at the table, if they were to win their games in hand, they do they do move up quite considerably. Uh, the team are unbeaten in their last five games, uh, four of which have been in the FA Cup. Uh, they've only played one league game since mid-September, which was a one-all draw against Geisley. So that that probably sort of contributes to their league position as well. Uh, the next game is Saturday, so they're home to Telford. Telford, who are 13th in the table. So as we've done with all the other teams that we've followed, we will be keeping an eye out and doing a bit of stuff about the game at home on Saturday. So we will be uh, cheering on Altrincham. Uh, so that's our first introduction. Uh, so we will be doing some more in the build-up around some of their league games, as we've said, and obviously looking forward to the FA Cup tie with York in a couple of weeks' time. So we're on to our fourth club, Chris. Runcorn, Farsley, Southport and Altrincham. But we will stick with Altrincham until the, at least the second round got faith um really interesting actually i mean i i just i really like this about this feature because we're getting to find out more yeah we're about going the, to all the all the northern the league clubs and obviously hopefully we, yeah, hopefully we can pick yeah, yeah, up a yeah. southern team at some point oh, no 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 not not yet oh no yeah or spurs because they'd probably beat spurs uh but i guess from from the podcast point of view uh, we have picked up some some sort of stuff along the way from each of the clubs, like the interview with with uh, Luke at Farsley and that sort of thing. So it's been really good. So hopefully we'll uh, we'll be able to do something with Altrincham. Hopefully, fingers crossed. You never know. Uh, we might be able to do something with them in in the build up to the game. Uh, we certainly got our fingers crossed. Uh, so we'll move on to predictions. Chris, very loosely, because mm. we both got battered by Amy. Um, batter. Oh, she, yeah. Well, I mean, it was Lalana's last-minute goal that sort of gave her the win, but um, it was a poor week. So six points for us, and then thirteen for Amy. So that's a few of those you've had this season, isn't it? A few. Six. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a zero as well. Yeah, I've had a yeah. zero. Uh, so coming up this week, uh, Nathan's our guest. Uh, so fingers crossed i just got everything crossed it's just ridiculous i just i need to start getting points in this feature otherwise we're going to bin it um because <laughs> it's my... I see I'm a few points ahead of you now aren't I? yeah uh, yeah it's my ball chris if we're not playing by my rules i'm not playing at all i'll take oh, my ball away we'll pop it um yeah <laughs> i'll pop the predictions ball uh but so uh you can go on the website and you can see all the uh all the previous rounds for predictions and all the details from last year where, where Jamie was our winner. Um, I think Adam's still top this year with 26. So it's a, it's a beatable yeah. score, but no one's getting near it at the moment. Um, so that leads us into your wonders of white, Chris. Go. So I look forward to the Chelsea stat <laughs> from this weekend. Because there is every week about how oh, great well. they are. 
that. Is it that like Frank Lampard is actually God or something? That's that's that doesn't need to be in this feature. Everyone should know that already. Because that's a fact. Yeah, that's a uh, fact. Okay, off you okay. go. Okay, uh, since Brendan Rodgers' first Premier League game in charge of Leicester, Jamie Vardy has scored 15 Premier League goals, and that is two more than any other player in that time period. So scoring, scoring the goals. So since making his Premier League debut in 2012, January, only Christian Eriksen. A goals from outside the box <laughs> to Gilfie Sigerson. It's all about Madison and Greenwich. <clears throat> so Ericsson's got 22 and Sigerson is on 21. Um, he, hasn't, this... he hasn't scored any of those this year, has he? Well, Ericsson. I'm so anti Ericsson. Move on, Chris. Just Jeez. ignore me. This is the first time an English player has scored for both sides in a Premier League meeting between Manchester United and Liverpool since November 2001. And that was when Michael Owen scored for Liverpool and David Beckham scored for Manchester United. And Callum Hudson-Odoi is the it's, second... It's the Chelsea one. <laughs> ...is the second youngest player in the Premier League history to assist in three consecutive appearances. Only Michael Owen can better that in January 1998. So he's actually in two... Fa- I've only just realised that Michael Owen's actually in two of the, uh, the facts this... this. I've got to be honest, Chris, all, all jokes aside, that Liverpool United one, that's a really good stat. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. That is really good. I don't <laughs> yeah. think, that should have been a teaser. That would... Um, I can't believe it. 2001. Yeah, 2001 was the so last, last time, time two English players two scored. Two English players scored in that fixture. That's oh, crazy. Especially when you think like Steven Gerrard and Owen... And like McManaman or Fowler and all the English players United have had. That's crazy. Crazy. Good stat, Chris. That's your, I'd, I'd say that's your best one oh, this oh, season, oh. without a doubt. Get I'm very impressed season, by that. <laughs> I will, um, <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody that and claim it as my own. No, I won't really. I won't really. Okay, so uh, we better get on to the teaser answer. So the, the top 10. Yeah. Premier League goal scorers of all time. So I, I've been having a think while we've been doing today's episode, and I'm going to throw six at you that I think may be in the list. So right. I think Alan Shearer's a given because he's yeah, the he's leading top, scorer. <laughs> then I've got Andy Cole. Yeah. Teddy Sheringham. Yeah. Wayne Rooney. Rooney, definitely. Van Persie, I'm not sure about him. Van Persie, and, uh, and I've sure. put Lampard in. Lampard's got Lampard to be in the top in ten. Yeah, Lampard will be in there. He is right. So if we definitely say Shearer and Lampard, so, and I'm so, going to say Cole as well. So I would say so. Here are the ones that I would have said. So I would have said Shearer, Rooney, uh, yeah. Henri. Uh, say so Shira Lampard, Henri Rooney, uh, Aguero. Top ten of all time. I'm gonna say Aguero. Yeah. Not sure about that's five. <laughs> God, it's 
Uh, right, okay, so let's get some definite. So we're going to go Shearer, Cole. Shearer and Cole, definitely. Yeah, Sheringham. Uh, Sheringham's got who? He, he played, he was in the first season with Forrest and then right, he went okay. to United Sheringham. Spurs. So Shearer, Cole, Sheringham, Rooney, Lampard, Henri, Aguero. That's seven. Owen. Owen has eight. Only because I just mentioned Owen in the last one. Um... Giggs. Gareth Barry. Kane. He's good. You said Van Persie as well, didn't you? Yeah, I'm not sure about him. Van Persie or Van Nistelrooy? Uh, Van Nistelrooy is probably a good shout. Uh, right, but go Van Nistelrooy. One right. more. Dwight York? Anelka? Gerard? Oh, Anelka was around for ages, wasn't he? Defoe? Oh, Defoe. Saint Defoe. Right, is that our 10? Right, okay, on. let me get the list. Shearer Cole, Sheringham Rooney, Lampard Henry, Aguero Owen, Van Nistelrooy, and Defoe. Premier League website. Right, that's our... All time. That's right, our 10. Okay, so Shearer is top. Yeah. And Rooney. Yeah. Cole. Lampard. Hold on, I'm just marking these off. So we're four from four, yeah. Henri. Yeah. Aguero. Six. Yeah, Fowler. Yeah. Defoe. Uh, Owen and Ferdinand. Les Ferdinand. Yeah. Is Sheringham um, not in there? Seriously. Sheringham was 11th. He was three off Ferdinand. Van Persie oh. was 12th. Um, Anelka is 16th. York was 17th. Jared was 18th. Ian Wright was joint 19th of Lukaku. So who was it? Who was it we didn't get? Ferdinand Fowler, and Fowler. Fowler and Ferdinand. Who well, that we did you, say? Van Nistelrooy and Sheringham. Well, Van Nistelrooy isn't even on the list. <laughs> Rubbish. Uh, well, you got us this week, Pete. Yeah, Van Nistelrooy has scored the same amount of goals as Yakubu did in the Premier League. <laughs> but Yakubu was around for like 20 years, wasn't he? Yeah, Van Nistelrooy was 30th on the list. Uh, oh, well, you win some, you lose some. Uh, so six three, I think we we still hold a hold an advantage, but that was a good one. That was a good this, one. You got I, I never would have thought of Les Ferdinand to be honest. I, never would have I, said I wouldn't Fowler have thought that. I didn't. Think uh, Fowler, Fowler more so than Ferdinand, but I, I could have sworn Sheringham would have been in there. But he was three. He's three off. So if he comes out of retirement and gets three, then he'll be in that. He was lazy. Then. I expect he missed three penalties at some point. Probably. Anyway, so. Uh, yeah, I think that wraps it up for this week. Uh, so, good episode, Chris. Good episode. So, we'll be back next week with... Um, well, Chris will at least. Depends how Spurs get on at Liverpool. Or uh, Chelsea stats coming up next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Liverpool, I completely forgot this Champions League tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, Liverpool are 1-0 up on Genk. Uh, yeah. Inter 1-0 up on Dortmund. Barcelona won all away from away at Slavia Prague. 
Uh, hmm, that could be an interesting result, especially with Dortmund into Milan, the other two in that group. Uh, oh, so League League One, Ipswich two 0 down again. Looks like they could be in on for their second uh, just defeat. Just a quick, just a quick Bolton won last night, didn't they? Did you see that? No, I didn't. Did they? Yeah, they beat Bristol Rovers. Yeah. <laughs> Negative five. Yeah. Our review was based at the weekend. I saw it because Bristol City liked a tweet on on Twitter that that Bolton had won. So yeah. You liked it because they're your enemy, aren't they? Bristol City. You don't like Both them, do you? City Rovers. <sighs> Football rivalry, eh? Okay. So yeah. yeah uh, so. Uh, thanks for listening as always um, as we mentioned at the beginning if, if you do like what you hear please subscribe and follow us on social media uh, it's all appreciated and uh, we will speak to you next week see you next week